All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome back. What's happening, Nasty? What's up, Rigorelia? What are you saying, buddy? Well, back in the lab here, oh, back yeah. on Zoom. Back on Zoom, unfortunately, but it just had to be done this way this week. It did. It did. Our guest, AJ Galanti, yes. uh, couldn't make it in person, and uh, our production crew is graduating. Where are they? Debo, baller. Congrats, Congrats. boys. Congrats. Just probably a drunken mess right now. I would think well, so. Well, maybe after. Maybe, maybe after, not yeah. Before. Yeah, right. But Pacing congrats, themselves. boys. Congrats. Congrats. Don't worry. We got it all. Nah, don't yeah, worry Nasty's going to be editing. Don't huh. worry. Yeah, right. can barely turn on a computer. But I barely can do that. barely turn <laughs> my phone on, for God's sakes. So um, what's going on in hockey land? We, well, had, we, we took had a the, week off last week. Yep. Traveling. Couldn't make it uh, since we last talked. Flyers wrapped up their season. Thank God, finally. Yeah, I think um, they're probably, I think everybody's just ready for it to be over. I think so. Clear their heads and start the retooling process. Yeah, it's <laughs> quite a bit of work, you know, and uh, probably that needs to be done and oh, some yeah. things, holes to be, uh, you know, 
patched up yeah (laughs) and rebuilt um yeah and just uh be interesting to see what happens honestly like kind of looking forward to seeing exactly what goes on yeah um you know a lot of injuries hopefully guys get healthy that that would help a lot of things of course yeah um it's been a a lot of things being said about ryan ellis you know like he went missing quote unquote he's (laughs) he went missing um but you know i from what you know, I was reading a few things. Just, I guess, you know, he was pretty frustrated. I guess so. Uh, it's a long season of sitting around and yeah. doing nothing. And so, you know, hopefully they get that worked out. He says he wants to be here now. Um, I sure hope so. Yeah, I hope he does. Um, and then, you know, the other guy's getting some guys back from injury, obviously, and then uh, filling in some holes. you got some big shoes to fill with yeah. uh, Claude. Um, unless something happens and he comes back, which I don't really think I is going to happen. So. Um I you don't know, think so. No but, matter what happens in Florida, I really don't think he's coming back. I, I don't either. But uh, speaking of Florida and the playoffs, um, they had a big win yesterday, brought mm-hmm. the series back to two. I was getting a little nervous there. Oh, my there. God, me too. Um, anything can happen anyway. It's 2-2. So um, tonight's a big game in that series. Um, yep. Who do you have coming out of the East? Uh, I think I'm going to go with Pitt. Really? Mm-hmm. With Louis Domingue? With Domingue. Louis. Wow. No. Okay. No. Hey. Who do you except got? Except I don't. I don't have them. No. <laughs> you got the range? Uh, no, I don't have the range, especially now three one. I don't think anyone saw that coming. I mean, Toronto. They, you never know. They surprised me last night coming yeah. back. Um, it was a pretty interesting series. Um, it's all been pretty good except for the Nashville Colorado series. But yeah. Poor. I mean Nashville. I mean not even. A you sniff. know they, they they got into an overtime game. Like if they could have found a way to win that yeah. one, at least they get a win out of it. But man. That team, holy cow! Yeah, like this. Yeah, they're going to be unstoppable. I think this Kel McCarr, man. Yeah. Oh, I mean, we know he's a special player, but good grief, man! It's yeah. He it's, makes it's, it look easy. He does make man, it. Man, does it's he make exactly, guys? He look, makes him look silly. I know. It's. I mean, it's almost to the, you know, in basketball, it's always like you're, you're breaking guys' ankles. You, yeah, you know, yeah he's exactly what it looks like. I mean, like. this guy, he's going one way and he's one eighty. Stutter turn. step in the forward, going down, beating the D, <laughs> just, like. The goalies are doing a three sixty in the net. Oh, man, He's it's silly. It it's crazy though, but um, it's it's. I love this time of year. I yep. wish the Flyers were involved. They're not, but it's still fun to watch. Um, the games are way chippier. I oh like yeah, that. I love that. Um, Absolutely. You know, it's it's just it's if you're going to introduce anyone into hockey, I think this is the time you, you have do to. it to watch have the to playoffs. See playoff hockey. Yeah, it's awesome. So, um, the the. Kings, interesting. Yeah, I know, two, right? Yeah. What's going to happen in uh, Canada there if, if they go out, Riles, again? Like, oh, God. Man. You know, our buddies Biz and, and, and uh, Witter always are talking about it. You know, they're going back and forth. But I know. If Edmonton loses this series, what It'd do be, you do, man? I don't know. It's uh, it's devastating for Canadians. Hey, that's what I mean. Canadian it's, hockey, you know, like you just – I'm just rooting for just for that reason. I love Connor McDavid, obviously. but. Right. Uh, but then you got Toronto. Toronto is uh, is finding a way uh, up three two in the series. Yeah. Snuck it out last night, and you know, I don't know, I don't know where it goes. Obviously, going back to Tampa, game six. Yeah. Um, but you know, Canadians love their hockey, yeah. and you need uh, to me. It's best for the game is having more Canadian teams obviously go further in the playoffs. Yeah. So we'll see. You know, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I Toronto's just, definitely surprising me right now. Yeah, I, and I love in all the the Canadian cities how they have the people outside. Of oh the man, arena. they're crazy. Not that they ha- they don't in a few spots in the U.S., but 
it's a different it's animal different. up there. It's different, and it it's really cool to see. Yeah. Like when when they do that, man. I mean, you could just tell the love of the game. But I tell you what, you'd have some people losing their minds. I know. If Edmonton does not get out of this first round, <laughs> I know. I mean, I know. and they still, they still could. They still could for sure. Still could. But you got to give LA credit. Oh man. yeah, of course. They're. I mean, and, and Quickie's played unbelievable. You don't want that guy to get hot. He proved that twice. Oh my god. No <laughs> you kidding. know, but. Uh, and they're playing without Drew Doughty. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we don't need to go through everything, but like, uh, it is interesting. And um, I'm actually looking forward to that game tomorrow night in LA to see if if they find a way to upset Edmonton. Yeah, it's an upset in my book. It's a, yeah, it's an upset for sure. But, we will see, Nast. Yep. Well, I think we're ready to rock episode 73. Yes, with our man AJ Galanti. What a beauty, man! This he guy's awesome. Beauty. He's awesome. And this episode was presented to you by Cureleaf, cureleaf.com, medical marijuana dispensaries in Pennsylvania. Nice. You got some pain and inflammation. I don't do. You? I have it. Yeah. Taking care of it? Oh, my arm. Yeah. I broke my arm. <laughs> You're taking care of it? You're looking pretty limber? Yeah, yeah. I feel pretty good, man. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I like, yeah, like to hear know, that. I'm not doing any yoga, but yeah, well, jumping on the Cureleaf You look good. Wagon. Yeah. There you go. Take care of that pain. Check them out at cureleaf.com, pain management. And all kinds of other management tools for you. Nasty's got the pain management tools. He's also got the giggles. I do. Now. <laughs> Check them out. Cureleaf.com. Episode 73. Let's go, Nasty. Let's go, baby. Welcome back. I'm Riley Cote. And I'm Derek Settlemeyer. And this week, we are absolutely thrilled to have on the former president and GM of the Danbury Trashers, Along with now in the boxing game for eleven years, you got your hand in everything, Mister AJ Galante. What's up, brother? How you guys doing? Thanks for having me. Oh man, we're, we're uh, it's our well. privilege to have you. Thank you. Yeah, man. No, really looking forward. Really, really, I've been looking forward to this one. You know, so I, I, thanks for having me. Oh, yeah. Awesome. I'm not even sure where to begin. You got your hands <laughs> dipped in a bunch of stuff. I mean, you got. Uh, you got the Danbury Trashers back in the day. Um, and just talk about maybe start with what you're up to right now, and we'll work backwards. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, it's 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 probably you know as I get older, I'm 35 now, man. It's like the past eight months I've been seeing this documentary of me as a little teenage kid, and <laughs> I feel like it, feel like it's a thousand years ago, and I'm like, man, I got old. But um, you know, it's it's my life, like you just said, kind of. I feel like the Tasmanian devil sometimes. I'm all over the place. I uh, I kind of, I tell people ever since the Trashers, I mean, it's really been go, go, go. It's it's really, I've never really had a plan, right? So it's like I wake up and it's like, all right, I'm in boxing now. Or all right, we're doing Ice Wars now. Or all right, you know, it, it's, it's kind of a stressful way to live. It's kind of the way I've learned to go about it, man. I mean, um. I've been in professional boxing now 11 years, um, you know, as a manager or player, you know, fighter agent, you know, um, you know, uh, promoter marketing. I, I got a gym here in Danbury, right by the ice arena. We used to play with the trashers. Um, and, uh, yeah, just gearing up for, um, you know, our inaugural event for, for, uh, prize fighting on ice, ice wars next week. So it, I'm, I'm super excited for it. Uh, something different. I always seem to find myself in these weird, controversial positions. And, um, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know. I guess it's just, it is what it is. You know, I, I just think that's just um, why I was put here, you know, have, have, get my hands dirty and, 
you know, like I said, this uh, this whole Ice Wars thing, man, it's, uh, I think the reason I know it could be very successful is because I'm scared to death of it. And when I say that, it's like someone once told me, if your dreams don't scare you, then it's not big enough. You know, like if your dreams right. don't scare you, it's, it's not. And this is one of those things where just like when my father and I announced the Trashers, um, it was met with so much 50-50. People loved it. People hated it. And um, listen, like boxing, again, we're coming full circle where everything kind of mashes together in my life. You know, when, when you have a reaction, at least, you know, you're doing something. So it, it's uh, something we've been working hard for the past, Jesus, 10 months now, putting this thing together. And um, I'll be honest, I'm scared to death because I just want it to go so, so well. And, um, you know, there's a lot of... Uh, hockey snobs out there that are a little, a little upset about this, but um, I try to tell them, Hey, listen, this isn't hockey. So what, what are you going to do? It's not. It's, yeah, exactly. The it, new combat sport, right? Yeah. Is that what you're calling it? Yeah. Listen, you know what? It, when, when we met with the original promotional group that did um, battle of the hockey enforcers back in 2006 on uh, British Columbia, you know, when they were describing this concept to us, you know, I was thinking about it and I'm like, you know, I get it. It's hockey players. They're in hockey equipment, but there's no sticks. There's no pucks, no goals, no time, you know? So it's like, I get it, but this isn't hockey. This is a combat sport right. and um, we're treating it as such. And, um, you know, my experience with boxing at this point, I, I kind of know the differences between a combat sport and, you know, a, a team sport. So I, I guess it's going to be kind of hard to convince those people that, that are so against the, uh, physicality of hockey right. you know obviously we're kind of smearing it in their faces that it's still there, you know? <laughs> yeah. and uh you know it, it's it's kind of fun at the same but at the same time you know we're trying to we're, we're trying to get people you know look we got to prove it with our actions we got to prove it with the type of shows we put on how we treat the fighters um and i think i think it's going to catch on a lot lot quicker than people think and uh it's, it's going to become a guilty pleasure for a lot of those hockey snobs, more than likely. I think so. I think you're right. Uh, I, we always say, I, when, when you are at a real hockey game and uh, two guys are getting ready to go at it, they drop their gloves, I, there's not one person sitting down when this happens. Oh, I, mean, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's it's like those things you you can't turn away from it. Like, And that's just human no, nature, right? No, it's, it's, it's kind of like NASCAR. I mean... Um, I'm not a huge NASCAR fan or race car fan, but if I'm scrolling on Instagram and I see a wreck, you know, you obviously you don't want anyone to get seriously hurt, but you know, I'll watch, I'll be like, Oh, right. you know, what happened yeah. here? You, yeah, know exactly. what I mean? uh, you know, growing up when I got into hockey, um, you know, Danbury wasn't really a hockey town when I first, you know, when I was growing up, you know, in the early nineties, um, you know, when, when I went to my first game, New Jersey devil game against the Pittsburgh Penguins, I'll never forget. It was 1993 or 94. And, um, I remember Scott Stevens caught somebody and I was just like, Oh my God, I was hooked. And, um, you know, flyers, I mean, yeah. Philly and Jersey games. I mean, I used to, I used to beg my dad to go to those games. I mean, you just knew Lindros Stevens, uh, yeah. you know, you, you, you know, Philly had the Legion of doom in the mid nineties. You know what I mean? Um, you know, the, the, the devils, you know, you had Stevens, Danico, you know, and, uh, yeah. it was fun. And that's what drew me. That's what drew me into the game. And, um, Obviously, I learned to like hockey as a whole regardless, but really, that's what drew me in. And, um, you know, there was characters back then, too. Yeah. You know yep. what I mean? Like, like, when I knew, like, Ty Domi was coming to New Jersey, you know, um, 
I had to go, you know, because I knew that that yeah. melon head was going to get himself into <laughs> right. something. You know what I mean? And, um, and being a big professional wrestling fan growing up, you know, you're around character. You know, you see characters. Um, I don't know. It was just it just felt different back then. So it's uh, you know, same thing with Ice Wars. Where you know, I'm it, with all the social media stuff with posts and the posters. I barely use these guys as real names. I've been using their nicknames. I'm like, listen, <laughs> yeah. we gotta create you guys as characters, you know, because yeah. um, it's different. You know what I mean? I mean, who wants to see you know the same thing? AJ Galanti versus Riley Cody. You know, look, yeah. whatever Riley. You know, it's nickname. Like today, I put up. I got two kids and a single bout. One guy's nickname is Patty Whack, and one guy's nickname is Haymaker. So it's like Patty Whack <laughs> yeah. and Haymaker. That's and, great. Uh, you know what? People people like it, man. They're yeah. like, oh, this is crazy. And, um, you know, that's what it's all about, trying to create something different and uh, hopefully entertaining. Exactly. Well, if there's one, a couple things that you know well is fighting, entertainment, and and promoting, right? I mean, you're promoting boxing back in the yeah, day with the Danbury Trashers. You were a promoter, essentially. Yeah. You know, you know yeah, it well. Yeah. I, as I've gotten older, I realized, wow, that was really kind of the trash. Just was kind of my crash course into like promotion. Cause that's really what it was, man. It was, um, but a similar, similar concept. When, when my dad kind of said, Hey, this is what we're doing again, not a huge hockey town. And it's like, man, how are we going to get people to come? Um, plus our proximity to New York city, you know, during the weekends, people go to the city, they go sure. to New York, um, even to Philly. I mean, people go to, it's close. So how do you get people to want to come to your, your, you know, your games? And um, a lot of that is marketing. A lot of that is um, finding the right guys to fit the bill too. Cause you know, I think Riley will tell you what I've learned. And I didn't play hockey at a, at a super high level, but you know, I learned you know, that enforcer's code. And I learned there's guys that, hey, it's their job. They do what they got to do. They may not necessarily like it. But then you got some nut jobs like John Morassi who like it. <laughs> yes. so, yep. so what I used to do is try to find the guys that really enjoyed the fighting. Like, like, because, you know, again, I get it. You know, I started learning um, guys know when, you know, they got to they gotta stand up for their team. Oh, you know, this guy ran our goalie two weeks ago. So I get it. Some guys don't want to do it, but they know that's how they stay in the lineup. But my goal, you know, our goal as a trashers was trying to find those guys that uh, took their took their ranking seriously on those message boards and who's number <laughs> right, one. Yeah. And I tell you, man, it was a interesting batch of guys for sure. Oh yeah, hey. he did a hell of a job. Oh there, my man. god, unreal! <laughs> Especially at the young age. I mean, getting thrown into that. It, I couldn't even imagine when I was 17, 17 years like, old. I couldn't even figure out how to tie my own shoes. You know, we, we were talking, we were talking earlier and I remember back in the day because I had a, a lot of your guys, uh, you know, with the flyers and phantoms uh, in Philadelphia. Yeah. And I remember Dave McIsaac talking about you guys and he was just like, dude, it's awesome there. I love it. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but yeah. We're watching the show, uh, the Netflix show. And um, me and Riley were just talking about this before we were, we were on with you. I don't think I laughed harder. <laughs> then when the the commissioner's talking, obviously you know the show, the beginning of the yeah. show, and then he goes, and everything seemed fine until, <laughs> <laughs> and then and you know, they go to you, and but you're a guy, you're a kid, man. That's how we all were. Like yo, yo, was, what's up? Yeah. I fucking was, fell off the couch. So <laughs> it was so it was so funny because um. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying it was a great style, but that was a style back in those days. Sure it was. was. 100%. It's so funny because um, Netflix actually filmed that 
so so the documentary came out August of 2021. They actually filmed it in 2019. Okay. And uh, then because of COVID, it got pushed and pushed. I remember a week before the documentary came out, I started really thinking about it. I'm like, oh man. I was like, part of the deal was I used to, I had to give them all our home videos and stuff like that. And they would get like B-roll and stuff. And I'm thinking to myself, oh man, I, it started clicking like, oh, they're going to get me good with some of this stuff. And the next day I came into the gym and, you know, there's so many young kids in here and, uh, oh, they were, they were killing me for you know, how I used to dress. And I said, listen, listen, you guys wear everything too small. We wore everything too small. Yeah, yeah, right. That's true. the truth. Yeah. I'm so but old. It, it, was I, I was in that. it was so funny. So, so funny. And, uh. Honestly, that was legitimately how it, you know, that's, you know, Commissioner Brosal, when I remember when he saw me, it was exactly that. I mean, it was like, oh my God. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it was, it was so funny. Oh, oh man, that's I incredible. Laughed, I laughed my ass off. And then right away, you know, I, you see one of your guys you had up at the podium, Garrett Burnett, uh, you know, God rest his soul. Um, yeah, and, yeah. And then Frankie's in the beginning there. Yeah. And, you know, obviously Dave McIsaac and some other guys that we've run across over the years. And but what a story, man! And, and what a show! It was really well done. And the the way you handled yourself, I mean, seriously, like you got the New York Times, you get ESPNs coming to you. You're 17 <laughs> years old. I would have just been like staring at you. Yeah, the I know, what man. The fuck is going on, man? Like, but it's it's actually amazing, man. Props to you. No, I, mean, I no, I appreciate it. And and honestly, like, um, you know, again, when you know that that old Broad Street bully mentality, you know, I, I we I did a lot of studying on that too, and um. You know, Philly's always been known as a fight town, you know, sure. and, and I, I tell people not just saying this, but, um, you know, even in boxing, I tell people don't match your fighter up against a Philly guy because <laughs> of the, the Philly guys have to me, Philadelphia as a whole is the the best boxing city in terms of who they have. And, um, you know, I, I tell people, you know, I tell like young managers or guys that just getting into the game. I'm like, listen, if a promoter offers you a guy from Philly, who's like, three wins, eight losses. Don't take that fight because <laughs> that record doesn't mean anything. And, um, but yeah, I've always been a fan of, of Philadelphia and, um, I'm there occasionally for boxing and, and I have some friends in boxing there, but yeah, that broad street bully, um, you know, cause a, a lot of times people associate the trash as like, Oh, it's a real life slap shot movie. Yeah. But the funny thing was, the funny thing was, and people don't believe me. I'll take a lie detector test. I never watched slap shot the whole way through. I wasn't, I, I, people are like, oh, they got the idea from Slapshot. We didn't really get the idea from anyone, but if anything, we try to model it more off the Broad Street Bullies yeah. than that Slapshot, you know, because um, that was real. It wasn't a movie, you know, so. Uh, yeah. Matter of fact, I think, I think Dave Schultz actually coached in the UHL the second season of the Trashers. And, um, he did coach yeah, there. He did, yeah. yeah, you're right. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure our section 102 gave him a hell of a night one time. And, uh, <laughs> exactly. He wasn't too, he wasn't too, he wasn't too happy. I remember that. I, I might actually have footage of that somewhere. I swear to God, I remember him coming in, and I remember meeting him and a nice guy. And man, our our fans just just gave it to him pretty good. And, yeah. and you could tell he was like turning red and you can see like the veins out. <laughs> what to do yeah it's, it's 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 a lot easier to chirp him when he's a little older but uh it, it was funny <laughs> yeah it's funny uh speaking of uh old guy like dave mcisaac's coaching uh the what are they yes. called now the hat tricks what are they they're called so no, yeah, the, the hat tricks right 
Yep, Patrick. Yep. So Riley actually signed for a game this year, but it ended up uh-huh. not working out because of his uh, his daughter being sick. Uh, but uh-huh. I saw footage. Uh, I don't know if it's on Facebook, but Max like all calm behind the bench in his suit and everything. And there's a scrum at the end of the game. I don't know if you saw it. Max just quietly walks onto the ice and just grabs a hold of a guy and he's trying to jump him. I'm like, you're a fucking coach, Mac. You can't be doing that anymore. Listen, it never leaves you. I don't think it yeah. ever leaves those guys. And, uh, yeah, he's um, he's the best. It was, you know, the Hattricks, they got a nice organization. They they, they really, um, they're doing a good job here. And I went to a lot of games this season and seeing Mac and some of the guys, it's, it's, always, it's always great. Mac was, man, I tell you, the best shootout percentage of the Trashers ever was Dave McIsaac. Really? I believe he it. Had, he's got the softest he hands. He yeah. Soft mitts, he, yeah. People like, you know, he, he's like a vending machine on ice out there. He's a big <laughs> guy. But I'm telling you, he was like our first or second shootout option, I remember. And um, he used to go low, short side. I mean, I'm telling you, his shootout percentage had to be in the 90%. It was uh, – I believe I it. I joke with him to this day about it. He, he, was, uh, he had a shot. Yeah, I believe it. I've I've seen him. You know, he play, yeah. played you know seven fifteeners in Voorhees, and I, I think it's his like deceivingly slow approach too. Yeah, like, you know, he's, he's got really so, soft hands, but he's really slow and nonchalant and casual about it, very, where he catches very, people very, uh, off guard for sure. Still, I and, and he knows it too because I, I was talking to him during the playoffs a month or so back. I was like, hey man, I was watching some old uh, footage. I used to have my little camera, and I'm like, you you hit a lot of shootout goals. And he kind of winked at me. He says, I won the shootout in practice today. So he's like, he got, <laughs> he still got it. He, he's got more pride over that than any of his, you know, big fights. So it, it's funny. AJ, when he was playing here with the Phantoms and uh, we won a championship in uh, 96, 97, or uh, sorry, 97, 98, the second year of the, uh, the Philadelphia Phantoms, Billy Barber was a coach who played on the Broad Street Bully uh, teams. Uh, Mac had a fake slapper and we all laughed, <laughs> but it worked. It was the slowest yeah thing ever and guys would just go diving he would toe drag around him and it yeah. worked i mean every single time and we would just die on the bench like how do they not know the fake slappers coming yeah but you t- he, he's got yeah he's got him he's very deceptive for sure that's that's for sure and uh i i don't know if he ever told you but i i'm a big wrestling fan as well um and uh-huh. by the way your birthday party when you were younger like i love how you said i'm kind of like this, is it this may not be normal for most kids and I, no it's not to have the rock having the rock Triple show H in china uh and everybody there but uh me and mac we ended up becoming friends with a couple of wrestlers um uh-huh. they were in philly and the one night, uh, Paul Bearer was there, Edge and Christian. They're Canadian guys. Oh, yeah. but um, I don't know if you remember the Blue Meanie. He had a quick little oh, run. Oh, yeah, Yeah, so he's from here. So he's sitting bro. beside the bench. So we start talking to Max like, I got to get in a fight. I got to do something. And his nickname here was Diamond Dave because he would do the diamond cutter. Dave, yeah. He would do the diamond cutter. And you should have. And he was, he was trying to find anyone he could to fight. And he finally got one, and he must have done four diamond cutters, and these guys are going oh, fucking bananas. It was listen, awesome. I, I, I remember the EC, uh, 2300 Arena down there, ECW. Yeah, oh, right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, oh, listen, I did a couple boxing matches down there, and, uh, you know, ECW, oh, man, the Blue Meanie was the best. Stevie <laughs> Richards, all those guys. Yeah, yeah man. man. That's, uh, yeah, man, I, listen. If I didn't have so much family here, I, I love. I, I could land in Philly. I like Philly. That's my type of town for sure. Yeah, no doubt it is. Yeah. 
We seen you at about a month ago. Yeah, walking out with Tony D'Angelo. What's your connection to WWE and and those guys? Well, currently in the storyline, I'm kidnapped right now. So yeah. you know, I, 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 if anyone asks, this was pre-taped like three yeah. weeks ago. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay. So yeah, I mean, uh, you know, you just talk about weird. Um, again, wrestling fan my whole life. I mean, used to do the whole backyard wrestling thing. Yep. Um, uh, I mean, I took it serious. There was a time where I, I legitimately thought I was going to be a wrestler. Like, a legitimately. Like, not all kids think that, but I was, like, serious. So, What was your nickname? What was your name? Chaos with a K. With a K. Oh, yeah. So yeah. It, was, it was K-A-O-S. Okay. And uh, I was the only two-time champion in our little backyard wrestling circuit. <laughs> so anyway, yes, yes. Uh, and there was eight of us. Four good guys, four bad guys. I was a bad guy. And... Uh, you know, it, it's, I don't know, you know, I talked a lot about wrestling in, in the doc and um, I remember WWE reached out maybe October of last year and they were doing the SmackDown in Hartford and they invited me, uh, invited us down. We went, it was fun. And um, then, you know, like WWE guys just started following trashers on Instagram and stuff. And actually the kid, Tony D'Angelo, um, Tony D'Angelo, you know, started messaging me and uh, he's in NXT and this and that and, we just became like little, you know, buddies talking here and there. And then, uh, like two weeks before WrestleMania, actually, and I've never been to a WrestleMania, they, uh, the woman from the offices reached out to me like, Hey, you know, would you like to go to WrestleMania? I'm like, yeah, yeah. I was like, of course, you know, and, um, you know, so they got us two tickets. I went with a buddy of mine and, um, it was funny, like three days before we left, they were like, well, since you're going to be down here anyway, you know, uh, you know, we, we want you to maybe walk this kid. Don't, you know who Tony D'Angelo is? I'm like, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know who he is. So they wanted me like to walk him down, you know, for his match at WrestleMania. I mean, I was like, I'll do anything you guys want me to do. I was like, I've been lobbying to go through a table for like a year. (laughs) So so I'm like, yeah, let's do it. You know, I met him. Great guys. Walked him down. He ended up winning the fight. That was great. Blah, blah, blah. I thought I was done. Then, like, the next day, they were like, can we fly you to Orlando for this Tuesday's, you know, NXT taping? We want you to be. So I'm kind of like, I'm like, I'm like kind of his manager in a way, but I'm not in like every week's taping. And, uh, you know, he's got the whole Italian, you know, gimmick going. And he he, we're we're currently uh, we're currently fighting with the Mexicans over there. So now (laughs) it's like it's like cartel versus mob shit. My language. And, uh, you know, it's a. you know, the, the, the guys captured me two weeks ago. So now I, I'm not being seen right now. And then last night our guys captured one of their guys. So <laughs> it's like, uh, it's like, a, it's a dream come true. Cause you know, it's just amazing. to be involved, um, you know, and, and, uh, you know, listen, I tell them like, look, give me 24 hours notice. I'll be anywhere you need me to be. I, I just, um, you know, you gotta, you gotta take advantage of the opportunities when you can. hundred percent. So you're just yeah. waiting for the call right now to see when you pop back on the scene. Oh, or listen, I don't know when they're releasing me, but I, I think it'll be, I told him, like, look, I'm going to be in Canada next week. So you might have to delay it. You know? Yeah. Right. Um, so I don't know, but uh, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun, but I tell you what, being like half involved with it, man, those guys and girls, those, I have so much more respect for wrestlers after like seeing what they do on a daily basis. I mean, these guys no joke, okay, hey, yeah, it's no joke. I mean, it's like the, the cardio to do to run those ropes and and the listen. I've always been a wrestling guy, but man, I, I have so much more respect for for the whole process. Is insane. Yeah, yeah. There's crazy. definitely a 
a science behind what they do, not to mention the amount of uh, impact their body takes, you know, as, as, as staged oh. as it is. I mean, the, the, there's no doubt uh, a lot of information no. in those bodies. <laughs> I mean, those guys go through it. No, I, absolutely. I mean, just the, like you said, even like the simple back bumps on the ground, I mean, they just, you know, you, you start adding them up, right? You know what I mean? You start, you know, between practice. I mean, these guys work like 12, 15-hour days. They were telling me in NXT especially because it's more developmental. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they got classes, promo class, uh, bump classes. I mean, it's it's insane. And um, you just start thinking about all the miles they put on it, and it adds up. Oh, yeah. We, I was lucky. I was in hockey for 26 years. I, I was an equipment manager <clears throat> with the Flyers. Mm-hmm. uh and in the Phantoms as well. And I was lucky enough to get to meet a lot of uh, wrestling guys. Like, my favorite's yeah. Ric Flair. And I've met him about five oh, times. Yeah. And and uh, we actually, a few years ago with the Flyers, we the, after the game, the player of the game was, I had a robe made, uh, Nature Boy. Yeah. And, uh, but <laughs> oh, I've, I've, awesome. I've been able to meet him a couple times. I grew up uh, in North Carolina where the uh, NWA, you know, NWA, yeah. Ric Flair, Ricky Steamboat, all the, they maybe a little bit before you, you're a little bit younger than me, but. Yeah. Man, like I'm a huge, huge wrestling fan. So it's you know, wrestling is like the circus. It's like every <laughs> kid, no matter what generation, seems to experience it in one capacity or the other. And yep. uh, I just love it, man. I just love uh, you know what? It's just uh, it's I don't take it too serious. Like a lot of old wrestling fans are like, oh, it's not the same. I'm like, yeah, it's not this. Nothing's the same. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, right. like, exactly. Like, you can't go into it thinking you're going to see Stone Cold and The Rock pop out of nowhere. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's just kind yeah. Try to enjoy what's here now, but uh, it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, th- those guys do though. To, like you're saying, they take a beating. Oh, I, I remember beating. one night we were waiting to move in, and uh, and this is going back a few years, but um, road and, uh, the road warriors uh, were, yeah. were you know one of them has passed, but uh, they had at the end when they went off. It was a Monday Night Raw, and when they went off air, everyone came to the ring. They had this huge melee. Well, it was so loud. The one guy's back popped out. Well, I don't know if it was. I can't remember which one of the road warriors it was, but he got picked up and slammed and it, by Bradshaw when Bradshaw was oh, not yeah. not in the cowboy hat. He looked like Blackjack Mulligan. But anyway, he's yeah. coming out of a locker room, and my medical guy was with me, <clears throat> Chris Felix, the cat man, and he's this guy could barely walk. He's pulling his bag, and he's like, hey, buddy, you all right? And he's like, you need a hand? You know, like, it was before yeah. they really had trainers traveling with him. Yeah, and yeah. Bradshaw came out on the other side, and he's like, you okay? And he goes, yeah, I was trying to tell you, don't slam me. My back went out, but he's like, you couldn't hear me. It was so loud. So his yeah, back had yeah. gone out. He got slammed. Oh, man. I'm like, how's this guy going to wrestle tomorrow night? Because, <laughs> yeah. they, you know, yeah. they had Monday night, and they had Tuesday yeah, night, 100%. whatever. That, I mean, it was it was crazy, but they they, yeah. they take a beating, man. Oh yeah, hundred percent. What's what's the future for the Trashers brand that you've created? I mean, I feel like you, you got something there. Um, I mean, is it is back know. in you hockey know, or is it this is this the fight like, world here or what do we got? It's like I have no idea. It's it's um, you know, it's so amazing to me. Like you know, it, it, the Trasher name like pops up fifteen years later. You know what I mean? And um, it, it's become it, it's to the point now where like some people don't even associate it with hockey. It's just like a, a like a, like a brand. It's like, like yeah. people love the logo. They love the, they love like the grittiness of the story. And uh, it's like, um, it's crazy. I don't know. I mean, um, you know, like we, we, you know where I could see it going possibly is, um, you know, we, we sponsored a little, like an eight year old team locally, a little junior trashers team. And um, 
I posted that on Instagram and I must have gotten a dozen messages from coaches all over. Like, Hey, we want to be a junior trasher team and this and that. Oh, and cool. uh, it's cool to see, you know, to give back to the kids. And uh, that's what, that's what it's all about. We got them like the, the real, you know, jerseys and you know, the, the, the socks, the everything. So yeah. it's, uh, they, they look, they look sharp out there and uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, you know what, like I said in the beginning, I have no expectations for anything. I just wake up and wherever we're going, we're going, you know what yeah. I mean? And uh, it's a weird way to kind of look at it, but you just, you just never know. I mean, uh, the dream would be to somehow get us into the NHL video game because I always used to try to create the trashes on video games oh, and stuff. Cool. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I, you know what? They probably would, man. I mean, it's, it's such a big deal now. Uh, I agree. It's crazy. I feel like, you know, since the documentary too, like you mentioned, like, it, like the, the Trashers brand is like superseded hockey. It's, it's, you know, like you, you, you could it's be so a, weird. it's so weird. It's, it, you're right. I mean, and I don't like to say stuff like that cause I don't want to seem cocky, but it's true. I mean, I have so many people, um, it just, it's just become such a thing. I don't even know how to explain it. I never would have expected it to be this way. Um, it's a super humbling thing and just trying to use all this, you know, whether it's 15 minutes or not of fame to, to try to give back and do different things. And, you know, it's not, you know, you don't know the buzz may not last forever. Um, it might, who knows, you know, like we said, slap shot, you know, I still see guys with chiefs jerseys, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, right. um, yeah, I, I, I don't know where it's going to go. Um, but, uh, who, who knows, who knows, uh, you know, if, uh, I don't know if Gary Bettman would like it, but you never know. Maybe we pop up in the NHL one day. Who the hell knows? It would be pretty funny. We're open to all calls. hundred percent. Well, you're, you're, you know, you're doing the right thing. Obviously you got uh, the intel, you know, the, the marketing and the branding intelligence, the promoter intelligence, and, and you've, you've partnered and collaborated with, you know, biz and some big names in hockey. So like you said, like all these opportunities keep popping up. So, yeah. you know, wish you the best you just, in, in all of that yeah, because man. it seems like there's more opportunity down the road for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, like I said, you know, you, you can't you can't get too high or too low with anything you do. That's you right. know, like I said, you know, like six months ago, it was so crazy with the, tra you know, because the Trasher thing had just come out, you know, six to eight months ago. I mean, it changed my life in a way. My day-to-day -day life changed. And, um, but you can't always think you're on a pedestal for so long because eventually it's going to die down and sure. it's going to get old. So, you know what? You look at ice wars that we are creating as a way to kind of use the trashers to springboard into something different and new and um, kind of just keep momentum going and see, see where it goes. hundred percent. You know, with your, uh, the ice wars coming up, which is going to be amazing. I, I like how you went with your, uh, your judges as well, because you, like I think I heard you say before dealing with boxing, everybody uh -huh. knows. Like I'm not a huge I, I I like boxing. I don't understand everything, but I, I feel like every other big match there's some sort of uh, you know yeah. issue with yes with 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 judging. It's 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 you know it's um when I got into boxing like 11 years ago, I couldn't get over how crazy the sport really is and um just how stupid it is i hate to say it i mean um you know like you said i mean uh it's it just just so i can go on forever about all the issues and the thing that drives me crazy personally is the majority of these issues can be fixed like it's not that difficult to to you know make some of these switches that would change the sport but it's driving people away because like you said it's such stupidity all the time and um 
you know, boxing's my day to day, but you know what I said, you know what, with ice wars, we'll take a lot of these things that I think is wrong with boxing and move it over to this. And, and you know what, it might, it might help what we're trying to do. Um, you know, like judges should be guys that have done it before. You know what I mean? Yes. I mean you know, I mean, trust me, I, I swear to God, I could tell you stories. I mean, I've been, um, I've had fighters that have fought. You know, I had a fighter that main evented against Miguel Cotto once in Orlando. I've, I've been in Madison Square Garden. I've been in a high school basketball court in New Hampshire. I've been in all different levels of boxing. Um, I mean, I've been in situations where I've seen judges, swear to God, literally on their phones during, the fight. Wow. you know, like during the fight. Oh, I mean, it's, I can tell you stories and, um, you know, it's, it's nuts. So I'm like, you know what? Listen, let's, uh, let's put these, the, these, and not just older fighters, current guys. Right. And, um, you know, listen, this might sound a little WWF ish, but, uh, listen, if, uh, if, if me and Riley are fighting and, and it goes to a decision and I get the wrong end of the stick and, and Knuckles, you're you're a judge and you're a current <laughs> fighter, and I feel like you gave me, you know, you, you stuck it to me. I can call you out to fight at the next Ice Wars. There so you, go. you know what? Like that's cool. You know, as judge, as judges, you got to be a little. You, you can't get too funny because if you get called out, you <laughs> yeah, know, right. You yeah, it. you got to back it up. Okay, let's you just know, go on the I, record. I do not want to judge. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get called out. I don't know if you have a division you know, for buck fifty. Yeah. I don't think you have yeah. that. <laughs> But listen, you know, it's all about accountability. I mean, sure. even um, I was watching, I was watching it, you know, I'm a big Yankees fan. I was watching a Yankee game last night and it was a bad call. I mean, it happens, but um, these umps, they, they don't get held accountable for anything. I mean, they just, they just. Protected you know, by the league. Yep. You know, like, you know, if, if, if uh, you know, Riley's played at highest levels. I mean, if, if he did, some, if he screwed up, he's got to go to his locker and have 10 cameras in his face. You know what I mean? Yep. These umpires. These umpires or referees or officials, you know, they make a mistake. They go, they pack their bag, and get they get the hell out of the arena. It doesn't matter, you know. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's little little stupid wrinkles and details that hopefully we bring the ice wars that kind of separate us from from the pack there. Yeah, you, you've also got our buddy Chris Terrian uh, commentating, uh, calling best, it yeah. Bundy. I don't know what you what you call him, but Mad Dog is what I used to call him. But uh. <laughs> uh, yeah, he uh, yeah, it's so funny because. Um, you know, I never met him up until a few months back. And, um, you know, my, 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 our partner with Ice Wars is like, yeah, I think, uh, Chris Terrian's going to come on board. And I remember the name from growing up. I'm like, Oh yeah, you're a big guy defenseman, I think, or something. And I was like, Oh, that's cool. And then, you know, I didn't realize cause I've been so out of the sport for so long, you know, hockey is, that is, and, um, you know, what a great career he's had, you know, yeah. outside the ice. And I'm like, wow, he's the perfect guy. I mean, be honest with you, I didn't think we'd get someone of that caliber to want to get involved right away with us. So we're, you know, super grateful to have him on board. And um, yeah, he's really good. Yeah, he's really good. Yeah, and he and, and I can tell he likes it. And um, you know, all the players, you know, when they see a guy like that's on board, they get excited. So it, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, he's a great, great character guy. He knows the game, and he's been around. Obviously, yeah. the toughest of uh, yeah, the toughest, toughest guys, guys uh, yeah. in in the league. You know, with the Flyers yeah. and everyone he's played against too. So, um, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, it fits perfectly. Yeah, hundred percent. He connected us, so we appreciate uh, yeah. Bundy for 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 the hookup and. Oh, and absolutely. All Anytime, that good stuff, man. But, I, I, uh, I like, like I said, uh, you know, guys like Riley. Wait, it, what? He, in two, were you playing in 0405? Like 0405 was my first year in Philly. It was the lockout year, and we, uh, we were at the Fams. Yeah. Yep. 
I was with the fans. Uh, yeah, see, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. We probably could have tried to sign you or something. Who knows? You know? Well, I started off in the Central Hockey League, so yeah. if, I, if you if you would have called me before Hexy called me, I probably would have landed up in Danbury. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you know, it's just it's just funny. It's just funny to uh, you know, it's That's funny true. to think back. You know, I tease. I actually, um, it's funny because when the lockout became official, like official official for the whole year. We actually tried to get Donald Brashear and Georges Larac. Just oh, no because. way. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> been you, know, you know, Georges ended up not playing that year, but but Donald ended up going to the Quebec League. That's right. And, uh, I mean, I think he got a ton of money. Um, you know, not even our duffel bags could bring him <laughs> over here. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, so, so uh, but I remember, um, it's funny, I ended up doing an interview with Georges Larac a few months back, and I'm like, man, I was like, I forget the name of the agent, but you could have been on the Trashers, you know? And he's like, oh, if I would have known there'd be a Netflix thing, you know, maybe <laughs> yeah, I would have right. done it. But uh, it, it's funny to look back and, um, you know, it's funny, you know, you got guys, you know, in our two years existence, you know, you have a guy that maybe we had for two, three games. And, uh, you know, that's like a badge of honor for them to say they played yeah. for us. And it's, uh, it's, it's cool to see that, you know, that they're, they're able to, However, they can use that name to, to leverage something in their life. I, I hope they can do that. Yeah, I mean, you you did an amazing job. Look at watching the the Netflix thing. It, it like those days, like Roman Nadur. Like, yeah. I mean, he was oh. a big man. Oh yeah, like, he yeah. was. You stacked the team. He was. He I mean, it. you had some. I mean, and not to mention Wingfield. I love the the very at the very beginning of the uh, the story. He's like your dad threw the the bag of money down and says to his uh, wife, well, I guess we're going to be in Danbury this year. (laughs) (laughs) And he looked like, I don't, I don't know him, but he seems like a man that enjoyed doing his job for sure. He was one of those guys that enjoyed, uh, I got to tell you something in all seriousness, you know what, what the only thing that the only criticism about the trashers back in those days that used to drive me nuts was, um, because we had a lot of criticism, but the one that used to stick with me was uh, you get these pundits that would be like, oh, it must be embarrassing for the skilled players to uh, be on this team. It couldn't be further from the truth. Yeah. These guys loved it. They're like, I remember um, a couple of guys were like, AJ, I feel like I'm on an Olympic sheet of ice. I got so much room. Yeah, no, exactly. one's even, no one's even trying to poke check me. And, um, the, the other interesting thing that happened that really wasn't by design, but, um, I mean, our depth chart with toughness was insane. And I remember, um, you know, Wingfield, Ruminender, even by a low as we had, they had like their own little system. Okay. Who's on tonight? Who, who's on patrol tonight? You know what I mean? <laughs> and the, and the other guys got to play the game and, and they really were able, some of these quote unquote goons were able to show a different wrinkle to their game. And I got to tell you something, if you do the math, if you won Hockey DB, if Brad Wingfield didn't get hurt that year, he put a couple suspensions in there. I'm telling you, he probably would have had 30 goals and like 500-something penalty minutes. Wow. I mean, he was, he, was, he was putting up video game numbers um, at the time he got injured. I mean, he was on the same line with Brent Gretzky. And, uh, you know, it was, it was crazy. If he didn't get hurt, I'm telling you, he would have had like a video game stat line. It was insane. <laughs> that's incredible. I love that they had a system. You yeah, got, you, take, you guys are taking yeah, a night yeah, off. We got we're on it, patrol it tonight. Like, I felt like it was like rock paper scissors shoot or something. You know what I mean? It was, I wish it I had that luxury of doing that back in the day. I was, it was say, like on patrol yeah, every night. Most of those guys. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> 
most of the guys you mentioned, uh, Brash and, and big George Larocque there, Riley had some run-ins with them. He had a few tilts with both those guys. Oh, yeah. oh really? Yeah, that must have been fun. Huh? Oh, yeah, yeah always. Lots of fun. <laughs> he's, yeah. uh, he's outweighed by – he weighed about 224 when he was playing uh, with the Flyers, yeah. and, and those guys were about 256, 260. LaRock, I mean, oh, how much yeah. did he weigh? I don't even know what he weighed. But, yeah, pushing 270, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. Well, no, well, listen, you know what? And again, I know it sounds a little silly to some people, but I, like I said, from the start of my love for hockey was – Guys like Riley, guy, those guys that those are first of all, you know, I tell people, you know, guys like Riley, you know, and I don't know him personally, but I could tell, you know, the enforcers are the best guys off the ice. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like those are the guys that fans love. And, you know, I fell in love with those guys watching them growing up. And, you know, Ice Wars, you know, like every event we want to honor, we kind of have our own little makeshift Hall of Fame. And uh, you know what? I want to honor guys that played that role that don't get that ceremonial goodbye when their careers are over. You know, it's all nice. You know, you got the Gretzky's, the Mario Lemieux's and God bless them. But you know what? Those guys don't have their security blankets. I don't know if they're putting up the numbers they're putting up in those days. And oh, uh, you know what? I, I, I always felt like you got to honor those, uh, those blue collar knock around guys. Those were always the guys that I just were always um, drawn to. So, mm -hmm. you know, uh, you know, our, our first, um, you know, our first Ice Warrior Legend ceremony in next week, you're going to have uh, Wingfield, Morasti, Bialois, um, Sean McMorrow, who played yep. in the oh, Quebec Sheriff, League. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, he's one of our commentators as well with oh, Chris. Cool. Yeah, he's and, great. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and um, Dean Mayran, who was, uh, who actually won the 2006 Battle of the Hockey Enforcers. And oh, he did. Uh, That's oh, right. Okay. Yeah, I remember yeah, that. He's a, he's a big, um, like, you know, minor league legend up in the Quebec League, so... Uh, so yeah, I know. I mean, like 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 I said, I mean, I was growing up. You know, I always uh, were were drawn to those guys. You know, the physical blue collar, get your nose dirty guys. And um, you know what? It's it's unfortunate that you know. And look, I'm not saying it's a good or a bad thing. It's just different. You know, the game is different from when I grew up. So you know, like I said, I'm not saying it's worse or better or whatever. I'm just saying, you know, I I always felt like guys like that were what made hockey what hockey was, you know? And, right. um, I, you know, those guys don't really get the ceremonialist goodbye, you know? And um, hopefully, you know, with, with our sport, we're, we're going to be able to, to honor those guys and, and they get, you know, their chance in the sun there. And, um, you know, it's it, it can go a long way for guys, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, it's it, – I, I have a feeling it's uh, slowly but surely Ice Wars will become um, – you know something special. I, I think you're right. I, mm -hmm. the, I I think you're like Riley said. Your your marketing and everything that you've been able to do with starting with the, the Trashers, um, you seem to know what you're doing. Um, but I got to tell you this. I know it's not this easy, but you got to bring it to Philadelphia, man. Could you imagine? Yeah, yeah like, you do. Uh, listen, that, that's you know that's what I'm saying is uh, you know uh, hopefully we'll be able to. So typically our quote unquote season will be anytime like mid April to the end of August. So in a perfect world, and I know it's tough in Pennsylvania, we, we get regulated out there and uh, Philadelphia is just a no brainer. I mean, uh, you know, we'll, 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 we'll have the guys fight for cheesesteaks. <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> so yeah, no, but then no, 1 million percent that's, um, you know, we got a board of potential host cities and landing spots. I mean, uh, 
I really, I really hope we could get to Philadelphia. It would just be a no, no brainer for sure. Yeah. And uh, you know, there's a whole niche market out there. You know, again, it's a combat sport. It's a big boxing city, and you know what? There's the old Broad Street bully fans. That exactly. Kind of miss that, and uh, you know, though it's a little different. It, it you know, the fighting's not in the same vicinity as a game. I, I think it's still there, and um, you know, it, it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah I, I don't think you have anybody turning their nose up to it uh, at all. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's uh, this is really cool. I, I, I'm I'm so excited for you guys for you know knowing meeting you and knowing the other guys that we know involved with this. This is going to be great. No, I really appreciate the support, and yeah, like I said, I mean, I don't expect it to be perfect right off the jump, but I, I think once we get an event or two or three under our. Uh, under our wings here, I think it'll, it'll start, we'll, we'll start getting that momentum and, um, you know, it's going to be, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Awesome. hundred percent. So May 21st, 9 PM Eastern time. Yeah, May, May 21st, 9 PM over here on the East, uh, on fight TV, the fight app, F I T E. Um, or you can go to IWI fights, our ice wars website. You can pre-order it there. It's 20 bucks. Uh, that way, if people don't like it, it's twenty bucks. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. right. So it's it's not like an eighty dollar boxing pay per view where two punches are thrown and then you you know <laughs> you hate yourself after. But yeah. uh, it's it's, uh, it's going to be must see TV. We got some we got some hungry guys out there ready to go. No it's awesome. doubt. It's awesome. Well, awesome, AJ. We appreciate you. Appreciate the time. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. And uh, like I said, Riley, you ever get the itch, man? You don't have to go through a whole, whole training camp. You don't have to go through a camp and all this stuff. You know, you just you let let us know, or maybe even commentary. You never know. Yeah, exactly. Hey, you got a yoga a yogi division there for me. <laughs> <laughs> if he <laughs> squeeze in there with the buck seventies, AJ, if he if he does come back, I'm I'm his uh, manager. I'm Jim Cornette. I'm coming with a uh, hey, tennis racket yeah. or something. I want to yeah. do it, man. Hey, that's what that's what you need. You have your entrance ready to go. Exactly. We appreciate you, man, and best of luck. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, thank you, guys. Really you appreciate best. it. All All right. I did. See you, brother. Thanks, we'll talk guys. to you talk soon. soon. All right. All right. Later. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. 
And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.